Hi everyone, welcome back to the Strategic Slut Podcast, where the aim is to take the word slut back and open the conversation about love, sex, and dating. I hope you guys are all staying safe. We're going on like week seven now, I think, of quarantine and, and, you know, social distancing. So I hope everyone's trying to remain calm and hopefully getting into some sort of flow of things. I am solo today. I want to quickly announce that. Um, it's been a crazy week, I'd say, all of, in the last past, what am I saying? In the past week, um, I graduated university, I moved out of my university apartment, um, so that was interesting. I'm trying to get everything unpacked and organized, and I've accumulated a lot of shit in the last four years between my apartment in London and my parents' house, so I've definitely had a project to keep me busy in the last week and for the next honestly probably two more weeks it'll take me to get everything organized and settled but yeah that's been my week um it's weird because my normal will never be normal like my normal was being in school and being in a different city and living with my roommate and now obviously I'm graduated university completely like I'm not returning back to school in September so it's very strange and a lot of my friends have now dispersed into different cities and different provinces and I now have to find a big girl job in you know the economy of a global pandemic so that's been interesting to deal with that much change at once and I can't really take on a lot of those things you know some of those things are just not in my control so it's been a little bit of weird to wrap my head around but that brings me to the topic of today of what we do actually have control over and that is in regard to our health and body confidence but also body image so the thing that kind of inspired this episode today was just seeing the different conversations around dieting and body image confidence and overall health during this global pandemic because you know there's so many memes I'm sure you're familiar with of like the quarantine 15 Um, just kind of making jokes about like gaining weight during a time where we're forced to be at home and stuck inside with you know most of us have minimal things to do so it would make sense to put on a few LBs Um, some of us are drinking a lot (laughs) things like that so you know the memes are understandable and they're usually pretty funny but there's also the uh, flip side of like there's pressure to kind of be productive and not just in you know workout wise but in every kind of element of just like being super productive and using this time to elevate our lives in whatever capacity depending on who you follow I'm sure you're familiar with these kinds of conversations that are floating around social media and then there's the like I'd say there's the third element of like people kind of you know, everyone deals with this differently. There's no rule book to handling a global pandemic. Just do what you feel like you need to do, which is fine too. Like none of these are bad, but what I kind of want to break down today is just kind of the idea of like kind of my opinions, honestly, about health and fitness during this time. Um, What I've done to 
help with my own idea of body image and maintaining that kind of just sanity, I guess, and not letting this kind of stuff get to me too much. And um, kind of what I'm doing to stay healthy overall. So I'm going to get into a bunch of different things. It's probably going to be a bit of a tangent, but I think that I have a lot to offer in this conversation and I hope that it brings a lot of value and I hope that it isn't taken in any kind of tone deaf way. What I really want to emphasize is that I'm coming from a place of love and coming from my own personal experience. So if anything I talk about can help someone who may be struggling with these kinds of things at home right now, then that is amazing. And you may not agree with some of the things I say. You may be different than I am and that is completely okay. I just kind of want to throw some things out there and um, just hear me out. And if you don't agree, it's not personal. It's okay. We can all have different opinions, different bodies, and different things that work for us. But I just want to offer a different conversation. So what I've been kind of dabbling with um, in this global pandemic because of the ideas of like, oh my god, how are we using this time in relation to health and fitness? And for me, I have just as a like little bit of a background, I've always struggled immensely with body image. I was bullied a lot when I was growing up for being a little bit chubbier. Honestly, I wasn't like overweight. I just was kind of like a chubby, awkward kid. Um, and I had some like knee issues that I was born with and whatever. So I like, I was never sports athlete or anything like that. I was into dance for a little bit, but I really wasn't super fit when I was growing up because of, I just like didn't care to, I don't know. I was into other things. And then as I got older, I struggled with liking my body. I was always comparing myself to the things I saw on television and magazines and like growing up in as like, you know, I was born in 98. So growing up in the early 2000s, it was kind of pre- dove campaigns and any of this like body positivity stuff it was kind of the highlight of like the early 2000s super skinny models like honestly verging like anorexic looking type bodies um which obviously the model industry and fashion industry has been under scrutiny for many decades and is slowly changing but that's kind of like the world I grew up in so it brutally affected my self-confidence. I was always comparing myself to what I saw in the media and I didn't understand why I didn't look like that. And this is me at the age of like, probably starting at the age of seven, I would say, which is quite sad, but yeah, that's what it was. And then over years, I was starting to work out. I got really into like Jillian Michaels and I struggled with some eating disorder habits. I never really got, I never went and saw like a psychiatrist or a doctor about it, but Um, I had a very disordered relationship with food. I was obsessed with counting calories and macros. I would cry if I ate, you know, like all my calories for the day and still be hungry. I was obsessed with numbers, like the scale. I also dabbled, well, I've always kind of struggled with binge eating and all of those things. So, this time can be very triggering for a lot of people who have 
either have eating disorders or have struggled with eating disorders in the past or just overall like negative body image um, because we are put in a position where we have so much time and you know if you're at home and you're kind of bored what better way to cure that boredom is to like snack on things and watch Netflix right and there's nothing wrong with that and if you like are happy doing that live your truth but for me it's like the guilt that's associated with all of that like I don't know that always doing that like I can't personally if I'm just doing that while watching a movie like I will binge out um to the point where I feel disgusting like it's never just like a healthy you know few carrots and a tablespoon of hummus it's like an entire container and a whole bag of Costco sized carrots like it's a whole thing so if you can relate to that cool if you can't that's okay too but basically what inspired this is like the idea of kind of what I can provide to using my platform. Obviously, I only have 5,000 followers on Instagram. Like, I'm not trying to come out here and pretend like I'm this massive influencer or anything like that. But I am really conscious of what I put out into the world, specifically on this podcast and on social media. And, you know, the whole passion behind this podcast is to really give women the information and kind of motivate them to live their best life whatever that looks like and crush some of the taboos that we've been we've learned you know as we're growing up and whatever so when I was thinking of all of this and what I want to put out like what I immediately kind of turned to during this crisis in the world is like the things that I can control and one of the things that I can control is what I put in my body and how I move my body and it doesn't have to be like simple I mean it doesn't have to be complicated it can be really simple in the sense of like I'm not actually dieting like I'm not restricting myself in any way I'm not counting calories there's none of that happening but I am really like focusing on my physical health and mental health because I do have the time and I do have like it's something that I can control that's still going to um make me feel really good and I also feel like, you know, during a global pandemic where things are completely killing our, like, lungs and respiratory system, I just kind of see it as, like, if I can be as healthy as possible, like, that would be great to, if I were to catch something, you know, you're able to fight it off a lot more uh, effectively than someone who may be in a different health circumstance. I don't know how to phrase that without sounding like an asshole, but y'all get what I mean. So anyways, I have kind of really taken a responsibility to working at home, working out at home and like going for walks. I've been on this like 10,000 steps a day kind of own challenge within within myself. I got an Apple Watch for my parents for graduation. So I've been really having fun with that and just kind of like seeing how much I can get moving because for me, moving and working out is literally like the best thing for my mental health. You know, the one day, it was like week two during quarantine, 
I was like running around my house just like a raging cunt to everybody. I couldn't explain what it was. I don't even know if there was something specific that was making me upset. I think it was more just like the entire situation in general. And I was just miserable and like raging towards everybody in my family. And it wasn't fair to them. And there was nothing that really anyone could do to even snap me out of it. And even I was annoyed with my own self. Like it was just, it doesn't feel good to be in that position. And then I decided I was going to force myself to work out. And I told, you know, my family that I'm going to go work out. And my parents come downstairs and they, you know, they're like just saying, hey, kind of thing as they were doing something or whatever. And I had like a smile on my face and I was like literally a different person. And that's when they realized like, oh my God, do you ever need that like endorphin release? And um, it they just saw how much it affects my mental sanity. And, you know, I'm the first one to say it, but to really like that was a pure example of how it really does affect me. And honestly, like going to the gym has always been part of my routine So working out for me is already part of my routine, but then changing it to get creative like with working out at home has been a different challenge, but honestly, I'm kind of loving it. Like I almost like it more than going to a gym and I can elaborate on that like on Instagram or something, but basically that's been the thing that's been kind of keeping me sane. And then I see the other conversation of people kind of, you know, saying like if you gain weight during this time like you are blessed kind of thing and that kind of you know gaining weight during a global pandemic is not the worst thing that can happen to you which I totally agree with however there's this kind of broader theme on social media of body positivity and kind of anti-diet culture which I'm all for I think that those conversations are so important and has been needed for many decades but there is this sense in some conversations, like there's, n- I can't even think of a specific influencer that I'm thinking of. Just some of the content I see is kind of verging on complacency within your own physical health. And I sh- I've been really dabbling on this topic with, you know, battling it in my own brain of like how I feel about this because... So Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick of The Skinny Confidential posted a podcast on complacency and I didn't know I needed to hear it until they posted it and I listened to it. I was like, oh my God, that is exactly what I kind of have always struggled with is like, what is, how much is enough kind of thing for you to be happy in any area of your life? And with physical health, I've always kind of struggled with like being happy in my current condition while simultaneously wanting to improve. Like finding that balance of loving my body enough as it is, but also wanting to become just like healthier, better, stronger, faster. Like it doesn't mean looking like a supermodel or you know, striving for, like, superficial reasons, but more from, like, a health standpoint of, like, you know, I can be okay with how I look and I don't need to look like what our cultural definition of health used to be. Like, I think our broad mass understanding of what health, 
quote unquote looks like, it's usually very unhealthy. You know, the models and the magazines that were brutally photoshopped and all those things. So I think changing that like image of what health is in my head was really important. But then also finding that balance of like, can I be happy with what I look like and what I feel like and everything while also still trying to improve? And that's kind of what I want to talk about on this podcast is like you, I think accepting your body and like your genetics and those things is so important to kind of becoming comfortable with your own self. And I think that this wildly translates into relationships and sex and overall and how you carry yourself throughout the world. But also, I think it's this weird thing to navigate, especially, you know, me coming on a podcast to talk about it, of like how much can we allow ourselves to just like be. Like, I don't know that just accepting you know, binging Netflix for eight hours all day, every day during this entire time of quarantine is healthy. Like, I, you know, if you think of just science and what a healthy body, like a true healthy body requires is, you know, some exercise, whether that be just like a 30 minute walk or some yoga or just overall like dance in your fucking room. Like, it doesn't have to be a CrossFit or F45 type workout, then, you know, along with that, a balanced diet, some good sleep, whether that, whatever works for you. I usually, I feel like the consensus is like seven to eight hours of sleep and, you know, taking care of your mental health as well. That's definitely a part of it. So if those are the things that are like, you know, the overall healthy thing, I think that a balanced lifestyle is always important in the sense of like, you know, not every day you can run 10K, like, you know, split it up and allow yourself to indulge in the things that make us happy or the the things we have time for right now, like watching that movie we never saw or watching that Netflix series. But I think that, like, we're overcomplicating what it means to be healthy during this time still, too. Like, some people, some of the fitness influencers I follow on Instagram, they've posted so much about their, like, programs and kind of, like, you know, the quote-unquote cutting season and really gearing up for that quote-unquote summer bod, which there's nothing wrong with that. I, I just, I do think it's almost... I I struggle with it because sometimes it's problematic in the sense it's like that's not the thing we need to care about when like people are literally dying and but people are always dying so that's one thing and two I don't want to hate on them for like trying to also build their business like a lot of these people are fitness instructors or whatever personal trainers and a lot of their business comes from trying to help people achieve their fitness goals. So, like, I get that. But then there's the other side of me that's, like, people should want to be healthy. And I don't know how to vocalize that without sounding like an asshole. But, you know, for me, like, it's not always easy to go out, get up and go for a walk. Like, sometimes I don't even want to do that. Sometimes, especially during this time, like, my depression, anxiety have been at an all-time high I've been dealing with some endometriosis flare-ups. Like, it hasn't been mentally 
or physically easy on me, but I know that that workout or that healthy meal or that good sleep will help me move through these times and will establish some sort of consistency for when the world does kind of open back up again. And obviously this routine looks different for everybody, but like physically your mental health is improved through working out. Your endorphins are going, you get this kind of natural high from just moving your body. And obviously like that translates into just like overall kind of feeling good and confidence and feeling productive and you know increasing energy like when I work out those all those things happen scientifically it's not just like a me trying to be a preaching asshole on Instagram you know I don't think you like I always with health and fitness was so stern on trying to get like a six-pack abs and a perfect ass and those were like very super superficial reasons for wanting to work out and eat healthy now it's just like to be healthy like to be able to run up the stairs without being absolutely gassed to you know like just do things without being so tired by two o'clock in the afternoon like just little things that overall like increase your experience in the world and I really struggle with this conversation during this time because I think some of the content I've seen is like is kind of a cop-out of taking care of yourself during this time and I I just urge people to ask themselves like how am I taking care of myself like you know do I just really need tonight to just kind of relax but what does relaxing look like you know I also wonder, like, we're kind of normalizing how much we're all drinking and eating and binging, but if someone comes up, like, on Instagram and posts their double workout, they look like an asshole. At least that's been my experience of, like, Instagram content. So, I just wonder, like, to what extent we as a society value our own health and how we even look at taking care of ourselves, especially within our physical and mental health, because they're both, you know, they both affect one another. And what that all means, like, I think that the things that we talk about on social media are really crucial to how we all over all think about things, because we definitely influence each other, whether we want to admit it or not. And just like getting to a place where health like achieving you know or not even achieving sorry being a healthy lifestyle living a healthy I can't even fucking speak guys I haven't socialized in weeks okay living a healthy lifestyle um you know I think we've overcomplicated it and made it so like so far-fetched when really like it can be really simple and it can feel really good to just be doing a little bit and having that little bit of balance in our life because, you know, you can be happy with where you are. I just would never want to be just like in that same position, whatever it is within my career, within my body, within my fitness, within my anything. Like I've, I'm always wanting to elevate, 
but not for superficial reasons, like just personal growth. You know, for me, I look at longevity. Like I look at being elderly and wanting to be really healthy. And obviously some things you cannot control, but I like to do as much as I can at the age I am to be able to prevent those kinds of things. And, you know, just like when you get older and your body starts kind of decaying, I would hope that, like, I want to be that fucking rock star grandma who's, like, so energized and, like, on her shit and just, like, being able to run around with my grandkids. And maybe that's not everyone's vision, but I think just overall health and longevity, like, it's a good reason to do just one thing a day to make yourself overall healthier. And it doesn't have to be long goals. Like I said, like, these things doesn't need to include like becoming a marathon runner or doing like a triathlon or like things that are like quite extensive you know you got to have a lot of passion for those like things of training but just like an I want to change the conversation around this idea of health and taking care of yourself because it also is not always face masks and bubble baths like sometimes taking care of yourself is putting in the work even when you don't want to to just go for a walk or like do 15 minutes of dancing around to like Shania Twain in your room like it doesn't have to be so strenuous and so intense and like I feel like you know if you put on music for 15 minutes in your room and just dance as hard as you can as if you're like you know, on a night of tequila with your girlfriends, how much better you feel. Like, there, I don't know anyone who, like, doesn't enjoy that, but maybe you don't feel super motivated to do it at the time, but then once you do, you're like, oh, that felt so good. And I think, I think that about a lot of things, and it's just like, I don't know. No, we're not always motivated. Like, I'm in this healthy at home challenge. That's a 30-day thing, and I'm not I'm not paying for a gym membership right now, obviously, because they're all closed, so I decided to invest in, like, this challenge just to keep me kind of accountable, and it's something of my interest, so, you know, that's what I did, and the Facebook group that I'm in for it, we're all kind of helping each other stay, like, motivated and keeping each other accountable and whatever. It's been a really cool community. Some women have been asking, like, how do you stay motivated, and honestly, my answer is, like, you don't you're not always motivated and that's with anything in life. Like obviously it's extra hard during this global pandemic, but most times like your motivation will ebb and flow just like life does. But it's the discipline of like why you're doing something. Like for me, I know I'm going to feel a thousand fucking times better when I do whatever it is um, for myself. And I think it's a slight self-sabotage to not do those things. Obviously, listen to your body. Like, if you can't move, you're so goddamn sore, you know, take a beat. But that's also knowing yourself. That's also knowing your body and listening to your body. And that's what you have to stay in tune with. If your back's hurting because you've been laying down watching so much television or just, like, browsing Instagram for hours, like, that is a signal from your body saying, like, you need to move give me a little stretch, you know? And I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I just kind of find the, some of the anti-diet culture, like, problematic. Like, I think that certain things we're calling out as a society is amazing. Just, like, 
changing what healthy looks like, um, calling out the different kind of companies that produce diet culture products in the sense of like 100 calorie packets, especially for like kids, like just kind of those fucked up things. But to be totally cool with where you are at is beautiful, but to not want to just improve your overall health just for like reasons of longevity and mental health, I don't know that I could like popularize. I don't know if that's right. I don't know that it's wrong either. Like I'm, I'm very conflicted on the topic and that's why I kind of wanted to come on here and talk about it. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at and I just, I'm not sure why we accept as a society to not want to be our healthiest selves. Like it's like the people who are whatever, like quote unquote gym rats have become a kind of community of people who care about their health and then the others are like not like it's just very weird and obviously there's like subgroups inside that like people who do crossfit people who do yoga people who do spin like it's a very kind of segregated like fit community but I don't even know why that exists when we should just like all want to be feeling good you know maybe we all want to live a little bit of a health like a longer life I don't know. I just feel like there's no, it's not super complicated. You don't have to have like a six foot, sorry, six pack abs to be healthy. Like I'm not saying it's all about the aesthetics. I'm genuinely talking about like the performance and longevity aspects. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I guess just to leave you off with like a few things that I'm kind of doing to stay healthy. Um, I did post a thirst trap last week on just honestly how great I'm looking. I'm feeling so snatched right now. Um, I've just like never felt so good. So that's actually shocking. (laughs) But I've really put some focus into this. So a few things I've been doing. I've been, like I said, getting my 10,000 steps a day. If it's raining, I will literally like just walk in place like around my house. Um... I'll walk around my house or walk in place, sorry, while watching like Mad Men or Kardashians or what else have I been binging? Um, Too Hot to Handle. I watched that in a day. That was great. Just little things to kind of keep moving and just like, just so my body doesn't tense up. Like when I'm sitting all day, oh my God, my back, my hips, my neck, like everything just starts to hurt. So I've been trying to do that. I've been meditating. I've been trying to at least for like a minimum of five minutes a day. That's been helping my anxiety and just, like, focus for the day. I have been working out six days a week um, quite effectively. I'm doing this challenge and I genuinely enjoy, like, intense workouts. So, that's actually, like, a passion of mine. But I've also just been to get those, like, 10,000 steps a day. Like, I'll throw on a podcast and go for a walk outside on a nice day. Or I'll dance around my room and just, like, try to just kind of move and feel limber if that makes sense um food wise I well I eat pretty clean anyways like I'm allergic to dairy and gluten I don't eat red meat much and I stock my you know pantry and shelves in the fridge with quite healthy snacks and whatever um the big game changer I've been doing is intermittent fasting you it doesn't mean you're restricting it's basically just choosing the window of how much you're like of when you're eating so 
I do eight hours of eating, 16 hours of fasting, and I have loved it so much because I prefer to get all my calories, like, in that kind of span of time and feel really satisfied than, like, binging at night when I'm really not hungry. I'm just watching TV and kind of bored. I'm a really bad at mindless eating, so I have done intermittent fasting, and honestly, it's a game changer. Like, my digestion, my overall, like, bloating and just feeling has been transformed. A lot of people swear by it. What I always recommend, especially with, like, ways of eating and diets is just like try things out and try to be as informed as possible like do your research see what the healthiest way of doing it you know speak to people who have done it before whatever you're like whether it's like veganism or intermittent fasting or keto like any of those things they can all work for you we're all different just if you are intrigued by something try it give it an honest shot see how you feel and then you know, act accordingly. If you love it, then continue to do so. If you don't, if you're miserable, then change your eating habits. Like, it's, it doesn't have to be super complicated. I think we all just need to kind of find what works best for us. Um, so yeah, I've been intermittent fasting. I do, like, five days a week. Fridays and Saturdays, I kind of, like, leave to be, like, my real kind of weekend. So, I'll maybe drink some wine, like, watch, you know, while watching a movie or, on Zoom with my girlfriends kind of thing and just allowing myself to kind of have like an extra treat but I've been really trying to focus on not overeating just in form in the form of like feeling good and not feeling super bloated and whatever so those things have been really helping me just kind of stay healthy and you know kind of reach my fitness goals and feel good within my body and get stronger I'm really focusing on training for, I still, like, I'm very set on doing a half marathon one day in my life. I was gonna say by the end of this year, but I'm going from, like, a non-runner in January to, like, a runner, so, um, I'm trying to take it a little bit slower, but I got up to, like, running 10Ks consistently, and then I fucked up my hip. I had, like, a hip imbalance that I have always kind of had, but never was, it was never, like, brought to the surface until I was really running, like, 10Ks, well, I was running 25K every week. So it came out and then right before all of this happened, I was going into physio and then all of this happened. So now I've just been focusing on doing my physio exercises like very vigilantly, which I never used to do anytime I've been to physio. And today I ran my first 5K without pain. So I'm just taking like little strides of like little, just things I want to achieve in my like lifetime. And that's another way of of thinking about it. Like, I think of things that I want to do in my lifetime. I want to do, like, a Tough Mudder, half marathon. I want to look, you know, good at 50, 60 years old. I want to be able to run around with my kids and my grandkids. So just little things like that have kept me motivated to continue to move and groove on with my life. So, yeah, it's been helping with my anxiety a lot. And um, I think that's all I have to say for now. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts on everything I've talked about in this podcast. And my Instagram is at the not so average betch, betch with an E. And the podcast Instagram is at strategics.podcast. I also want to thank you so much for your amazing feedback on the podcast with Christy Primer last week. I really am so glad that you guys got a lot of value out of that. And I hope that. I continue to bring you 
some sort of value or education or entertainment in each podcast. So yes, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next week. Take care.